Last week we talked about trials and tribulations and how God gives us certain things. He gives us a very specific word. This week, James continues the conversation by talking about how we should receive that word and how we should act it out. So let's talk about that today on The Midweek Move. podcast where we examine the scriptures line by line, verse by verse, and ask ourselves, what is happening here? And we ask that so we can make a biblical application to our lives. Uh, today, we're going to be continuing our conversation on James chapter one. And with me again is our lead pastor here at The Healing Place, Pastor Scott. How are you doing, sir? Hey, I'm doing fantastic. I'm ready to roll. Awesome. We're, we're jumping into it, guys. Last week, we discussed how Christians should find joy uh, as they go through trials and how the Lord strengthens us as um, we overcome these trials. Um, on top of that, we're reminded that evil temptations are not from God. And this week, we're going to continue the conversation with chapter or verse 19, rather. So let's jump into it, Pastor. All right. So then, those two words mean look at what's before this. Right. So then. What was before that? The last thing that he says was, of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. He's encouraging them. Listen, mm -hmm. it was God's will that you were created. Right. You were created in his image. You were even a kind of first fruits. He loved you first. He chose you first. So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, mm. slow to speak, slow to wrath, for the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Mm. Okay. Wow. Well, we're going to just stop the podcast right there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is all we need <laughs> for today. Thank you for joining us at the midweek. No, I'm kidding, <laughs> kidding, kidding. <laughs> all right, so here James is uh, encouraging every believer, I want to put the emphasis on every single one of us, yep. to be quick to hear, meaning quick to listen to those around us, slow to speak, and, and very slow to anger. Why is it essential for Christians to do this, Pastor, especially during times of trials and, and uh, temptations? Well, I, you know, there's, um, there's a quote um, that I've really, for the last six months, have really just leaned into, and that is to lead with my ears. Mm. Um, and I, in everything, even in my speaking, mm -hmm. um, it's my belief that that as the Lord gives you things to speak, that you've got to hear it first before you speak it. And so in leading with your ears, what ends up happening is you you begin to understand, not just hear them, mm -hmm. but you begin to understand things before you even open your mouth. Yeah. Once you begin to have an understanding, then when you open your mouth, whatever comes out of your mouth carries more weight. Mm-hmm. If you've taken the time to have understanding, it goes all the way back to James saying, listen, the testing that you're going through, it's going to produce patience. Right. <laughs> and when it produces patience, what are some of the things that are going to happen? You're going to have wisdom. You're not going to be double minded. You're not going to be unstable. You, none of these things are going to happen. If you're well to do, you're not going to focus on your riches. You're not going to focus on those things. You know, you're, you're not going to blame God for your temptations and trials. All these things are leading up to it. And he says, listen, so then with all knowing all this, mm -hmm. be 
swift to hear, hear. That's not an engagement of just something going in and out. Yeah. It is a depth of hearing. It is a listening. Right. So good. So be quick to not just hear somebody, but listen. Right. You and I are talking. You're talking to me, and I'm hearing you, but I'm already thinking about what I'm going to say. <laughs> right. So guess what I'm not doing? I'm not listening to you. Right. I'm not taking in what you're saying. Right. And let it become a part of myself. Yeah. Right? To truly understand. You and I have had this conversation many times that um, in in a lot of the subcultures that you're in and that you reach into, mm-hmm. there are a lot of people who don't take time to understand people. Yeah. And because of that, all they see is the outward. Mm-hmm. Take, for instance, GeekCon. Yeah. Right? So if, you're, if that's not your vibe, that's not your deal, you can just look at what you see on the outside. Right. But you will miss everything that's going on because mm-hmm. everything that's going on is not cosplay. Right. It's not a competition. It's not booths. It's not that it, it is an expression that people are expressing things on the outward mm-hmm. that are going on in the inside. Right. And normally those things have become surrogates mm-hmm. to loneliness, abandonment, isolation, yeah. abuse, uh, misunderstanding, all those things. Absolutely. And when we are quick to listen, Mm-hmm. First, before we open our mouths, what we are doing is we are giving the person who's speaking, we are giving them room to breathe. Right. Because they're not feeling the pressure of we're about to come full bore back to them. Right. Because we're not truly listening to what they're saying. Right. But it also gives space to when I do open my mouth, it's going to carry a weight that it didn't have before then. Right. Because I was willing to listen first. Yeah. I, I was talking with someone once, they gave this great example of when we're slow to speak, but we're quick to listen. It's almost like there's a cup and the person has a cup. And when we're quick to listen, we're allowing them to pour out and it becomes empty enough for us to pour into them. Mm, that's good. And and that's really a, a, what's happening here is we are so, Christians are so eager to give out. Pastors are so eager to give out. But if a person's already full of everything else they're dealing with, your words are not going to go anywhere. Yeah, and one of the problems we have, Dallas, I think, is that what we're so ready to get out is not really contextualization. Mm. It is 140 characters. It may have been a headline that we saw. Yeah. Clickbait, mm-hmm. right? So we're telling somebody, hey, you got to watch this video. We haven't even watched it. Yeah. We just saw the clickbait. <laughs> we just saw the header. Right. And it intrigued us, and we were quick to speak. We speak, the person goes, watches it, and they're like, why did you send me to that? Right. That was weird. That I, I didn't like that at all. Right. Well, it's because they were so swift to get it out right. that they did not do their due diligence. Again, going back to what James said about smart and wisdom, right? intellect and wisdom. Wisdom says, if I can hear, if I can listen to somebody, mm-hmm. then what comes out of my mouth will be more helpful Yeah. because now I have a context. To me, I would put it just as the Word of God. (laughs) It's between reading one verse and think you know what it's saying and reading it in its context and having patience with it right? and listening to the Word, Mm -hmm. listening to it to understand it. right? Then when you open your mouth to speak the Word, Mm -hmm. it carries more weight, and I believe it carries more anointing. Absolutely, 100%. Now, part of that whole listening to things, um, there's some things that James warns us that we need to do to help keep blocks away from that. And that's in verse 21. Um, well, and also he said, you know, slow to wrath. 
Mm. I think that when we are quick to listen first, yeah. it keeps us from the angry button right away. That's true. It keeps us from just immediately going to defense mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, verse 21, therefore, like with this in mind, <laughs> therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word. Again, it goes back to listening, hearing the implanted word, which is able to save your souls, mm. but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. So he says, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your soul. Right. So this whole aspect of um, throwing off these things, removing these from us. It almost has this connotation of like, um, I remember one commentary said like a, a runner throwing off weighted clothing before a race. Mm-hmm. It's removing every obstacle. But there's the vocabulary here. Um, it says to uh, receive with meekness. Why Why is this concept of receiving me- with meekness so important here? Well, humility. Mm-hmm. You're receiving the implanted word with humility. Mm-hmm. Again, it goes back to if you are quicker to listen mm-hmm. than to speak, that is an act of humility. Right. That is an act of deference. You are deferring mm. to the other person. Mm-hmm. You are saying, okay, what you're saying right now matters. And it matters so much. Man, I've got some amazing treasure to share with you, but what you have matters so much mm-hmm. that I'm going to let that get inside of me. Right. And so that when I give you what I have, it's going to have more value to you, mm-hmm. not because of its intrinsic value, but because I was willing to receive from you. Now what I give you is even more valuable to you. Right. Because I have deferred. I have I have in humility said, you matter before me. Right. What what you have to offer matters more in this moment than what I have to offer. Mm. So let me ask you this question. Um, as we're talking about receiving with meekness, because I know individuals who struggle all the way from, from 21 down to here, this receiving meekness, the slow to speak. How does somebody who has maybe lived a lifestyle of not walking in that develop this meekness? Well, I... Of course, it all goes back to in Christ. I mean, that's there's humbling ourselves before the Lord mm-hmm. is primary. Right. There's no way we can be humble before men if we're not humble before the Lord. Right. That means we've got to listen to Him. Mm-hmm. So much of our prayer life is built on us telling Him mm. things that we want. Right. Normally, or saying what we want to get off our chest. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, God, how how is this? Why is this happening? Why is this? Again, it, I know it's a broken record, but it all goes back to what James has said prior to this. Right. He's not just firing off shots to the left and the right and off the bow. Everything is, is going together in this. And so even in this meekness of the implanted word, okay, if I'm if I'm prideful and I'm arrogant, how do I become humble. Right. Well, I humble myself before the Lord. I lay my things before him, my filthiness, my wickedness. Right. I lay it down before him and I exchange my filthy rags, right, for robes of righteousness. Mm. I take off the old man and I put on the new man. Putting on the new man has nothing to do with me. Mm. It has everything to do with Jesus. 
Yeah. The robes of righteousness are not my works. It's Jesus. Literally, a lot of my works are filthy rags because they haven't been done in the name of Jesus or for Jesus. Right. And so to genuinely humble ourselves before the Lord, we have to repent. Mm. We have to. We have to repent. Right. That's an act of humility. Right. That is an action that says um, less of me and more of you. And mm-hmm. it also is deference to, Lord, you're the only one who can give forgiveness. Yeah. For atonement is only found in you. And so uh, I, I know that may sound simple, but genuinely when you talk about humility, there is only one way to 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 either be humble or be humbled. Yeah. If you don't humble yourself, you guess will what's be. Gonna, <laughs> you, man, <laughs> if you do not humble yourself. And that's another thing that the Word of God tells us. It doesn't say that the Lord humbles us. It says humble yourself mm-hmm. before the Lord. Yeah. Because if you don't, you will be humbled. And that is not only excruciating, but it's also humiliating. Yeah. Because normally it's done in public. Yeah. Absolutely. We've seen it time yeah. and time again, especially with leaders within the within the religious community mm-hmm. and a lot in the pseudo-Christian community. Yeah. We've seen pride and arrogance and how it's done sometimes in the name of the power of God mm. or authority. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we've seen that come crashing down mm-hmm. in a very public way. And I believe that James is 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 warning them of these things because he knows what lays on the other side of that. Absolutely. Man, we, we could spend a lot of time here, <laughs> just right here. I want to point out this. I like what tw- how 20 goes, but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. Again, this kind of goes back to the whole conversation of humbling ourselves, humbling ourselves to receive what's been given to us. Um, Recently, we had a guest here at the church, uh, Mike Bailey, uh, missionary to the Philippines. And he said it had this great line he said in the sanctuary. And uh, it stuck with me. And it says, our responsibility is our response. Mm. Our responsibility to the word that has been given to us by the Lord is to respond to it. Not just hear it. Not just hear it. But to actually respond to it, live it out. If we don't. We're deceiving ourselves into thinking that we're actually doing this correctly. Yep. And then he even goes on to say, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, Mm -hmm. he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man uh, he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work. James is almost saying, listen, one of the ways that you forget is when you don't do, mm. right? Yeah. It's just when you hear. Yeah. When you only hear, then you forget. But if you are hearing and doing, you can't forget because you're doing. Yeah. If you're continually doing, you can't forget mm-hmm. because <laughs> you're, you're doing, doing <laughs> because you're doing it. And I think a lot of people are sitting on the sidelines and they forget what God has done, and they forget the anointing they have, and they forget all those things because they're hearing, but they're not doing. Right. They're not in the game. Mm-hmm. They're sitting willfully yeah. and voluntarily. Right. Not because Jesus said, hey, you need to sit out on this one. No, he's saying everybody's in. Right. Everybody's in the game. But yet they have willfully said, no, I'm good. I'm going to tap out. Right. You know, I've done my service. Mm-hmm. So 
now, you know, I've served for 10 years. I need a 10-year break. That's not the way the kingdom works. No. That's just not the way the kingdom works. <laughs> and and people, people actually don't realize the things that they're forgetting by not doing mm. and not serving. Yeah. It's almost like if somebody's here one Sunday and then they're gone five mm-hmm. and they come back on that next Sunday and they're like, wait a second, this isn't the same as when I was here seven weeks ago. No, we're not standing still. <laughs> we're, we're doing, yeah. we're progressing. There are some times where I'll give an announcement or something and somebody would be like, when did that happen? I was like, three weeks ago, where were you? Right. Like, if you're not doing, you tend to forget mm-hmm. what the Lord is doing, what the Lord has done, and what the Lord wants to do in you. Yeah, totally. The the I love the illustration of it though. Like looking in a mirror, like way it almost highlights the ridiculousness of the illustration. Shows the ridiculousness of the practice itself. Right. Of like I've read the Word of God. Okay, move on. And that person, there. I mean, they they are foolish. Verse twenty five. Though what I like about it is it. it Contrast it by telling us what it looks like to be blessed and to be wise. Um, someone who is per- a wise, who's walking this out, they are actively seeking the word of God. They continue to do this. Uh, and it's not just a one-time thing, like you said. You know, they're not forgetting because they don't do it anymore. <laughs> this one will be blessed in what he does. Right. Not in what he thinks. Mm-hmm. What he does. Exactly. He will be blessed. Right. And they, again, they remember what they've read and they act on what they've read. This is essential to the act of the believer. Thinking and doing. (laughs) Because he says in verse 26, if anyone among you thinks Mm. he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, does, doing, comes Mm. from the word do, does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless. Mm. Thinking doesn't get it done. Right. Doing. You know, we, we talked about prayer a couple of weeks ago, and we one thing I said was, the Lord knows your thoughts, but he answers your prayers. Right. Like, God help us if he answered everything we thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? He knows our thoughts, but he answers our prayers. We got to open our mouth. We got to pray those things. We got to get those things out. We have to do the action of praying. Mm. Not just thinking, right? But doing, yeah. Because here James says, "Listen, if you think you're religious yet you don't do something, Mm -hmm. then your religion is useless." Yeah, plain and simple. And then he drops verse twenty-seven: "Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this: to visit orphans and widows in their trouble, and to keep one." self unspotted from the world. It's about what you do. He's not saying it's all about works because he's going to deal with that later. Exactly. Because he's talking to people who are in this pendulum swing. Right. They are, hey, I'm in love with Jesus, but I'm also in love with the world. Right. (laughs) I'm in love with Jesus, but I'm in love with my riches. Mm -hmm. I'm in love with Jesus, but I'm in love with my insecurity of being poor. That's a whole other thing that James dealt with. He wasn't just bringing it down on the rich. Right. He was also rebuking the poor mm-hmm. for their insecurity and almost their glory in their poverty. Right. He rebukes them for that. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, I'm poor, poor me, poor me. That's a spirit. Yeah. That's not a that's 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 not a uh, physical condition. That is a spirit. Right. That that spirit of quote unquote poverty. It doesn't 
that doesn't talk about what you have in your checkbook or anything else. That is a spirit that says, I'm inferior and I'm this. And you begin to glory in that inferiority. That's not humility. That's false humility, which is pride. Right. And so he's bringing all this together and he says, listen, if you really want to know religion that matters before the Lord, it's this, visit the orphans and widows in their trouble, which gives the connotation that they had not been doing this. Right or they had neglected it in some form or fashion, that orphans and widows were being neglected, and to keep oneself unspotted from the world, which goes back to everything he's talked about up to this point. 100%. One of the things I wrote down while I was kind of studying out these last two verses here is that really he's putting out, if we humble ourselves and we do this thing, the walking out what's been given to us, we should be affected in three specific ways. One, the way we speak, Mm-hmm. should change the way we care for others should change and the way that we allow the world to affect us should change wholeheartedly. Yep. That's good. All right. Well, that was ladies and gentlemen, was chapter one. And uh, here in a second, Pastor Scott, I'm going to ask you to give us your big takeaway, how, how to live this out. But I want to encourage you guys to join us next week as we jump into chapter two, where we're going to be talking about uh, some favoritism. And I'm going to tell you some people you're, you're like excited about this because you feel like you're gonna be able to call some people out and you may end up being called out yourself. <laughs> I'm just being real with you. <laughs> just so come ready. Welcome for to surprise. James, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to James. Just when James. you think you're on the mountaintop, you're down there. <laughs> He's bringing you Been back humbled. down. <laughs> <laughs> so, Pastor, what's your big takeaway for James chapter one? Actually, my big takeaway is your three takeaways. So, yeah. I want you to say those three things again slowly. Yeah. So, uh, my number big, one, yes, is that that should affect the way that we speak. The way that we speak, what comes out of our mouth, right? And what affects what comes out of our mouth? Our ability to slow down mm-hmm. and not be the one that wants to be heard all the time, mm. but to be the one that's actually hearing, right? Number two, the way that we care for others. The way that we care for others. Again, he's already dealt with the poor. Mm-hmm. They had a mindset that I'm poor, I have nothing to give somebody else. So again, he's not just bringing it down on the rich, right? That is a, a serious lean in the church world and in the world against the church world. True. Is that it's just the rich. It's just the rich. It's just the rich. No, the poor can look at what they don't have and believe they don't have anything to give, which is a lie. Right. We can look at the rich, what we think is the rich, and we can think, oh, man, if I just was like them and if I had this and I had this, but we don't know what they give. We don't know the sacrifices they've made to get there. We don't know what they sacrifice on a daily basis Mm -hmm. to walk in that. Yeah. And so the ability to care for, Mm -hmm. not just how we speak, but to care for people for people, for one another. And your third takeaway. The way that we allow the world to affect us personally. Which James says, keep yourself unspotted, which goes back to when he talked about the filthiness and the overflow of wickedness. You've put that stuff on because you've allowed the world to to infiltrate right. your relationship with God. You've begun to think like the world, talk like the world. Now you're treating other people just like the world would treat them. Mm-hmm. And that's not the Lord. That's not what God has for you. Right. Keep yourself unspotted from the world. Right. So good. All right, guys. We want to know from you guys, how has this affected you? How has this challenged you? Reach out to us. Mediahub at thbshreport.com. Find us on Facebook. Look for Midweek Move. Also, want to invite you guys to leave a review on Apple Podcasts and let people know because that helps to, to get this out to other individuals. 
Uh, and also, last, I want to invite you guys, if you're in the Streetport area, um, come hang out here at the Healing Place, uh, 8957 Kingston Road. We meet every Sunday at 10 o'clock. And then Wednesdays, we have this thing called First Wednesdays. We're putting a focus on the first things uh, that God has for us. And uh, that's at 630. And we do this because we want to encourage you guys. We want you guys to be what God's created you to be. We want you to know what he's saying. And we want to empower you to do what he's called you to do. Yep. Until next time, have a great week.